Welcome into Bills Tonight Digital. The Bills get right back on track defeating the New York Jets 45 to 17. It was a great day for the offense, a great day for the defense. The Bills are now 6-3. and three. They're riding a nine-game win streak. Steve Tasker in the AFC East right now. Of course, they swept the division last year, and they're on track to do it again. They haven't played a lot of AFC East teams yet. This is just their mm -hmm. third game against the AFC East this season. They still have three more left, but I liked what I saw from Buffalo today. How did Buffalo bounce back in this game? Well, they they ran the ball a little better. They they handed the ball off to Josh, handed the ball to Josh Allen, and and they protected him. And that was really they got a better play from their offensive line. Josh Allen had time to scan the field, got the extra half a second or three quarters of a second that they needed that he couldn't get last week against Jacksonville. And Josh carved up the New York Jets in their secondary. He played extremely well. Steph Diggs emerged, had a huge game, a lot of big plays. Their running game early on, they came out, put Josh Allen under center, threatened the Jets hard with the running game, had just enough success then to play action and, and throw the football down the field. Uh, plus, the defense showed up huge. Five turnovers, four, off, four defensive backs for the Bills had interceptions. And the fifth, Micah Hyde, Forced a fumble and recovered the same fumble. So all five defensive backs are responsible for, for, responsible for a turnover in this game. That's how you win. The defense did a great job of taking the ball away and giving it right back to the Buffalo Bills. The Bills had 489 total yards of offense. That is so many yards. It could be the total yards in a game. But today it was what the Bills racked up on offense. And I'm wondering the last time that everyone on the secondary in the same game had a takeaway. We'll have to figure that, that date out or if that's ever happened uh, and let you guys know. But speaking of the defense, Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer are on the podium answering some questions after their monstrous performance today. Um, we're going to have some opportunities on the defense to take the ball away. Um, and and you know, our goal today was to, to put them in passing situations. Our goal every week is to put the quarterback in passing situations. And we were able to do that. It was impossible not to notice A.J. Klein flying around. I mean, you guys both talked about the confidence you had in him, but how impressive to see him come out here and play the way he did today. A.J. does that every time he gets his opportunity to go out there and play. Um, a guy who's been... <clears throat> Excuse me, a guy who's been in the league a long time. He's been in this defense a long time. Um, he's a guy who's somewhat, who can who will go in there and he'll make plays. Um, there's really no fall off uh, with him going into the game. Uh, we're all confident in him. We trust him, and he had a hell of a game today. Mike, is this what Sean McDermott meant about the way you guys have to play? It seemed like I know you can't speak for the offense, but they attacked vertically. You attacked the football. Is this a better team when you're, everybody's attacking, basically? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, we, uh, like I said, the mindset each and every week doesn't change for us. Uh, we put the work in each and every week. Um, you guys know it. You guys talk to us on Wednesdays and Thursdays, and, and you know, we say the same stuff. You know, we, we go out there each and every week, um, practice hard, uh, try to execute the game plan that we have, and, and that is always the game plan, attacking. And, you know, sometimes we get put in situations where we can do that. Um, other times we try to do that, but it just doesn't come through. And, and today was one of those times that, you know, we were attacking and, and everything was falling into place. Micah, you guys talk about the same every week, but a game like today where the offense does it, you guys do it, turnovers. Did you need a game like today over a long stretch of 17 games? Did you need a game where everybody just does what they did today? Uh, we needed a win. 
Um, if, if that's what you're asking, you know, it doesn't doesn't matter how we get it. You know what I'm saying? We we, we want to win, and it was you know our backs were against the wall. I guess you know after last week, you know, it was it was it was a tough loss, and um, you know we wanted to go out here and get a win today. And it, you know, whether if it was a nine to six game, us winning, or you know the the final outcome of today, we wanted to get a win, and and hope that can get the ball rolling. Jordan, I know you're not one to sort of reflect on the season as a whole. You kind of take it game by game, week by week. But, you know, with maybe the possible exception of the Tennessee game, this defense has consistently, you know, performed at a really high level this season. How would you sort of assess where you guys are halfway through the year right now? I mean, you know, you never want to feel and be complacent. You know, obviously there's there's a lot of things that we can do better, um, and we want to keep – refining those things and continue to get better you know what's Frazier always say you never want to peak early uh, September October November you know time to peak is late November December games uh, and just, that's just you know basically just saying keep getting better um, and I tell you guys every single week you know win or loss draw we can go into the film tomorrow we watch the tape we can make our corrections we're all grown men about it win lose or draw and we move forward and that's just what this team has done in our wins and our losses, and and you know that's just what we're going to continue to do. We're not complacent. We want to continue to get better. We got a lot of work to do. Um, a lot of football games to be played, uh, so we got to keep working. Mike, Mike, anything you guys saw, you know, watching the film of Mike White that you thought you could expose, and throw anything at him that you thought maybe surprised him? All right, <clears throat> you know, just another thing we say every week. Once you once you put the quarterback in past situations, um, you try to affect him. Um, eyes, feet, arm. You try to affect him any way you can, and you know, with with a guy that doesn't have you know <clears throat> a, a ton of experience, um, you know, playing against some defense in this league, you want to try to mix it up, make it sticky for him, and and um, you know, putting them in passing situations and, and letting our guys up front go eat, and, and our guys on the back end, you know, lock up and and <clears throat> try to get tight coverage on the receivers. Um, you know, we knew if we were able to do that, then it was going to be a, a good day for us. Mike, can you please walk us through the, the forced fumble that you had at the end of the first half? Corey Davis has that long catch. It looks like he's putting them right in the field goal range. And, you know, how big of a momentum start? Uh, you know, just one of those uh, one of those plays we preach all the time. Um, whenever you're around the football, uh, obviously, you know, you're making the tackle, but you always go after the football. And so, you know, that's what I tried to do and was, you know, able to get it out. You know, we, we like I said, we practice that a lot. Each and every play of practice, you know, you got Jay Pope punching at the football, and you know those those offensive guys hate it because we punching them all the time. We hate it because our wrists and knuckles are all messed up from it. Um, but that's what we preach, and, and so I was able to do that today. You guys in nine games have only allowed six points in the first quarter the whole season. What is it about coming out of the locker room immediately and being able to kind of put your fingerprint on the game? Start fast, man. We preach it all the time. Start fast. Um, <clears throat> offense go out to put some points up and, and defense get some stops. And, you know, I feel like at the end of the game that we we, uh, we didn't execute um, to our ability. You know, we gave them some stuff on – gave them some first downs on penalties, which that's what hurt us last week. You know, we, we can't continue to do that. So, you know, even though the, the outcome of the game was was what it was, um, you know, we, we still got a lot to build off of. Jordan, when you had the interception, I think, Jordan, when you had the interception, did you realize that all five of you had then forced some sort of? Hey, yeah, that boy knew. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I knew I was. I knew I was the only one that didn't have one yet, so I had to figure out a way to go get one. Thank you, Mike White, for giving us five. <laughs>
Wow, Jordan Poyer saying thank you, Mike White. Yeah. Each giving us one. I love that saying that he had to find a way to get a takeaway since all of his teammates in the secondary had one in that game. And, of course, he was able to get one there. 24 takeaways through nine games uh, is the most since they recorded 29 through nine games in 1993. So this team is, is catching up with some teams that you got to be a part of, Steve. Yeah. And going into this game, we knew what the Bills did in, in week nine against the Jacksonville Jaguars, just putting up six points. There was a lot of question marks uh, heading towards the offense with their offensive line play. Josh not having the time to see the field develop, uh, not having the time to hit his receivers, and the running backs not having the time to hit the holes. And so Spencer Brown was able to get healthy for this game. He was dealing with a back injury uh, the last two weeks and, and came back for this one. Of course, John Feliciano was on IR, so the Bills' offensive line is still without him, but they were able to get back to their normal five, closer to their normal five uh, in this weekend. And you could see what the Bills do when they have that good offensive line play. I mean, Josh Allen completed 75% of his passes. The running backs averaged 5.8 yards per attempt. They only averaged 2.4 last week against the Jaguars. So uh, a clean pocket for Josh Allen for the running backs does wonders for this offense. And like we hear Sean McDermott say week after week, it starts up front. And he said without line play, you can't do much. Yeah, and 139 yards rushing, four rushing TDs. Uh, that's more like what – that's really about what the Bills want their rushing game to look like. High per attempt averages, and, but not very many attempts. Um, just keep enough you know, threat of a threat. The play action really worked well for Buffalo today. Gave Josh Allen a lot of time, helped his offensive line get their feet under them. I think the first play of the game was a hard play action. So um, that kind of philosophy – really sounds basic. It's hard to do when your offensive line, you know, doesn't. And they, I think moving Josh under center really gave them an edge to do that. It, it, it gave them hard play action fakes, really told the defense they had to come in and, and honor that, and they paid the price for it in the back end when Josh would roll out or drop back to pass after the hard fake. So that, you know, four rushing touchdowns as well, getting down inside the red zone, six touchdowns overall, two touchdown passes for Josh, four rushing touchdowns. It's a big day. And that, but that's the kind of running game I think Buffalo would love yeah. to stick with. Not very, not a, a huge amount of attempts, of attempts, but very productive when they did hand it off. Yeah, in week eight and week nine, Josh Allen was the leading rusher. Uh, he was not today. Only had two carries for three yards. That's what you want to see uh, from Josh Allen in a game like this. All right, Mitch Morse is at the podium. Let's hear what he thought about the offensive line play today. Yeah. How much fun is it, though, to bounce back in it in a, with a performance like that offensively when things just click right away? Um, you know, it was you know, it was a tough week um, of, you know, like I had talked about last week, kind of pointing inwards. Um, guys did that uh, from top to bottom, um, players and staff. And I think the big thing was just um, how pivotal a moment that was as a team. You know, you run into adversity every year. Um, and believe me, we're going to run into more. Um, it was a great way to grow. Of course, we didn't want to lose that game. Um, but we came in with a great mindset into the work week. And um, the coaches put us in a great position uh, offensively. 
and the defense did a fantastic job of getting some turnovers. And we played complimentary football. I think last week we weren't able to do that, and that showed. And um, you know, it, much much better feeling. Um, still some work to do, but you know, a very tough divisional opponent um, to be able to uh, come out with a win. And MetLife is is uh, it's great. Mitch, we spent a lot of time this week, you know, talking to your teammates and your coaches about being more effective in the run game. And albeit it's one game, but did you see your team turn a corner a little bit with that area today? Uh, yeah, I think uh, you prefaced it the proper way. It's one game, uh, but yeah, you definitely want to take that step in the right direction. Um, I think there was def- there was still some yards we left on the field, um, but. You know, it's a, it's a great way to progress. We'll learn from our mistakes today in the run game. Um, it was a great opportunity to mix it up a little bit, and um, hopefully we can continue to run effectively so that they can have some confidence in us being able to accumulate some yards and put us in some optimal positions instead of some second and longs or third and longs. What did uh, Matt Burita show you? I mean, it's been a while since he was uh, active on game day, and to contribute the way he did with, you know, what were your impressions of his game? Yeah, Matt's one of my favorite dudes. Uh, comes in to work. Um, you know, probably hasn't played as much as he'd like. Uh, but he's a fantastic teammate and runs hard. And we see that in practice. And we see that in the preseason. We've seen that in the games he's been active. And um, love Matt Breida. Love all of our running backs. Uh, we feel very comfortable with who we have back there. Um, sometimes. We mess up, and our running backs do a great job of making us right. So um, that was fun. Spencer Brown had a couple of big blocks, pancake type blocks on the runs. What does he's a young guy, but what does he bring to you guys when he's back in the lineup? You know, he's just so full of youthful vigor. Uh, um, Spencer Brown is is going to be a special football player. Um, you know, I think as a rookie, you, there's always stuff to learn from. Uh, minor things, uh, some big, some you know. Uh, part of it comes with just experience. You know, the guy um, hadn't played football last year, and now he's coming in and stepping in in a pretty big position. And I thought he's played admirably. Um, you know, he's got poise beyond his years as a rookie. Um, you know, I'm sure like everyone, he'd say there's plenty to work on, right? Um, but we feel very comfortable with who we have as an offensive line. And Spencer Brown being back in the lineup uh, definitely helps. But not to say that other guys can't step in and do that job. Spencer's been really playing good football, and hopefully we can all continue to grow, especially him. What's it, what's it like in a week like that where, you know, as a group, I mean, you guys put it on yourselves a lot last week. I mean, we talked to you on Sunday and then, you know, throughout the week, a couple of you guys. What's that process like when you're part of a team and it feels like maybe you're kind of owning a lot of the brunt of the responsibility for it? No one grows up wanting to be an offensive lineman, right? Uh, we've been disappointed our whole football career starting from when we were peewee players. Uh, that being said, I think anyone who watched the film last week knows that, um, you know, as professionals, no matter what's being called, you take pride in executing what what's what the coordinators put out there. So um, there was no pointing fingers on play calls as much as it was when your numbers called, you have to execute, and we didn't do a very good job of that. And, um, there's still some things, even today, we plenty to correct, and that's a beautiful part of this game. Yeah, it's very frustrating as well. Um, but, you know, when you give Josh time, when you give running backs uh, lanes, they can make stuff happen.
when we don't, you know, that's when negative plays happen, and that's when it puts us in third and longs, and Lord knows these defenses now are just dialing up some insane stuff that's pretty hard to block. So for us, it's just putting our offense in more um, – it's just better positions. Not really too fair. A lot of the, a lot of. The okay, Mitch Morse, I think has the quote of the day so far. No one grows up wanting to be an offensive <laughs> lineman. That is hilarious. I want to ask you about two guys who had an opportunity today uh, to step in and had great games. Matt Breida being one of those players. He had two total touchdowns, uh, one rushing touchdown, and, and caught a pass from Josh Allen for a touchdown as well. And the second player was AJ Klein. We know Tremaine Edmonds uh, couldn't play in this game due to injury, so A.J. Klein stepped up as, as the Mike linebacker, which is not an easy thing to do to fill in as a Mike linebacker, and he was all over the place. You look at Tremaine Edmonds, the type of athlete that he is, uh, what he can do versus a guy like A.J. Klein, who's a nine-year vet in the NFL. He's still a great player, but Tremaine is just so much younger than him and adds the length that A.J. Klein doesn't have, but you didn't see much of a drop-off today when Matt Breida came in as a running back and when A.J. Klein uh, was on the field as the Mike linebacker. Yeah, it looked like it was going to be Matt Breida's huge day today. Two touchdowns, one passing, one one running, rushing. He had the bad fumble after yeah. a long run yep. that gave him, and he's going to he's going to live with that. That's a bummer because that that was the capper on what really was a great day for him. He had three rushes for 28 yards uh, and three catches for 22 yards. He was a part of the offense then. And we knew coming into this game, particularly when he heard the inactive, they had five running backs active, including <laughs> um, the Reggie Gilliam, the yep. fullback. So you knew they were going to spread it around a little bit. And then when they started with a couple of tight ends in the game, yeah, that Matt, first Matt, look that they Matt, gave. And Josh Allen under center. Mm -hmm. It was going to be a little bit different offense. And in the, in the last of it, it's 20, yeah, it's 28 passing attempts, 24 rushing attempts. About as 50-50 as you yeah, can get. That's close. We never thought we'd least. see that. And they did it on a day when they scored 45 points. And they did it against a passing defense that's 29th in the NFL. I right. think it, coming in this game, you go, oh, they're going to throw it all over the yeah. place, which they did, but they also were able to implement the rushing offense yeah. there. That comes down to also, I think the offensive line did step up today. There's no question about it. Spencer Brown was up there. I think one of the things they're able to do, when Spencer Brown is out in the game and then they move Darrell Williams down to guard, mm -hmm. you have to be a real athlete to play tackle. Darrell Williams has played a lot of tackle. Spencer Brown is a right tackle. And then you've got Deion Dawkins on the other side. And Mitch Morse is known as being a, a, really, a guy who can get out and run. That athletic, athleticism served him well in the run game today. You can see them getting to the edge. They ran some wide zone runs today. And they were effective. Um, it was interesting. One of the times when they blocked it up perfectly, Devin Singletary had the ball, fumbled it while he was running it, and picked yeah. it back up. You know, that kind of stuff. It, it was a little bit of bad luck. But those kind of plays are the kind of plays you can run with a real athletic offensive line. I think that was a difference today, and perhaps it caught the Jets a little off guard. Another reason why the Buffalo Bills had so many opportunities to score was because of the defense. Of course, five takeaways for them. Two of the guys who had some of those takeaways, Terry Johnson and Levi Wallace, are on the, pod on the podium right now. Levi Wallace, uh, <laughs> four, five turnovers for the secondary today. Jordan joked that, he felt at the end like he had to come out here and get one just to, to be a part of the party. I mean, how well are you guys playing, and how, how good is a performance like this been? Uh, I think today we played some good overall team defense. Um, I think, you know, we're always striving for that. You know, I think that's kind of like our, our standard each and every week to create turnovers. And, uh, yeah, we are joking on silent with Poe, and uh, I told him that his was coming next, and 
ultimately he did, so I was, I was happy for him. You think you guys have ever been a part of a game like that at any level where everyone in the secondary had a turnover? I mean, I haven't. I haven't personally. I mean, it's, I don't know. I don't know how many teams have done that, to be honest. That's, that's a crazy, that's crazy to happen. I mean, we're still processing it, trying to figure out what all just happened. I mean, it's, it's kind of surreal, but we had a good time. I think it's, uh, we're the best group and we're all out there having fun. Uh, I feel like we just played our game. You know, um, he's uh, had some success in the past. Um, uh, the coaches came up with a good game plan. I feel like we executed, and when we had the opportunity to take the ball away, we, we did it. You guys talked about it all week about AJ Klein and his ability to step up. I mean, how impressive was his performance today? I mean, great. He ran the defense, you know what I'm saying, just as if Tremaine was out there. So, I mean, I feel like that's the story of our season all the time, especially. I mean, this, that's the story with our uh, our defense all the time, you know. Uh, one guy goes down, we have another guy come right back, you know what I'm saying. I feel like there's no drop-off, you know, and uh, we're uh, very blessed to have that on this team. You guys always stay even every week. But did you notice a difference this week in the way guys prepared, the way the guys acted anyway? Did you notice anything difference in the whole team, maybe from the end of last week into coming into today? Uh, I think, you know, just having that bad taste in our mouth from last week, um, not performing to our standard, you know, it, it kind of put a little bit more urgency in our preparation. Um, and I can only speak on the defense. Um, I think we, we set out to just going over last week, we didn't get enough take turnovers and give the offense more opportunities. Um, so I think that was one of our main focuses this week to give offense more more chances to score points um, and try to make the other team one-dimensional, make them throw the ball, um, which continues to create turnovers. So like like Terrence said, the coaches did a great job and gave us a great game plan. We went out there and tried to execute as best as we could. Terrence, the, the defense has only allowed six points in the first quarter all season. So nine games, six points in the first quarter. Is there something about that coming out of the coming out of the locker room to start the game the defense wants to put their fingerprint on the game immediately I mean I just feel like it comes to uh, I mean we've been playing with each other for a while now you know uh, we got that that camaraderie that uh, chemistry and it just helps us go out there and, and be ready when the uh, when the time when the time comes and us just being around each other all the time that that helps and uh, hopefully we continue doing that Karen and Levi, two very important players to this defense. And another defensive player who, who's really started to heat up over the last couple of games is Ed Oliver. He was de He's a defensive tackle that was selected in the first round. And, and last year, without Starlo Tulele, he had to take on some responsibility that maybe he didn't normally have to. Uh, Starlo Tulele didn't play in this game, I think, which is an interesting point to make because without Star, Ed hasn't shined as much. Star was out in this game. Harrison Phillips uh, was in his place. And Ed had a great game. What yeah, does that say about how he's grown so far? He this really season? flashed. He he dominated some plays inside for the Bills. Uh, Harrison Phillips also played extremely well. The, down inside, I think when Star Lutulele was going to go out, 
a lot of Bills fans were like, oh, gosh, that could be the difference. You know, now they're going to run the ball. They're going to have their way with the Bills at the line of scrimmage. You don't have that big body down inside. Ed Oliver wouldn't have it, let it happen, and neither did Harrison Phillips. I thought those guys showed up big. Uh, F.A. Obata and Boogie Basham made some plays later in the game. Uh, the whole defensive line rotation, I thought they dominated the line of scrimmage for the Bills secondary and led to some of the bad plays we saw. Yeah, Mike White trying to get rid of the ball. There was a play where uh, it was up in the end. They called it an incomplete pass, and rightfully so. But he had guys all over him. Uh, Taron Johnson's interception, it fluttered so bad. Taron had to jump twice. <laughs> he jumped, came back down, then jumped again to catch it. It's how uh, you know, the ball got – his arm got hit. So those guys up front starting down inside with Ed Oliver uh, and the way he played today in the absence of Starlo Tutele, I think we'll raise some eyebrows because there were a couple of plays when Ed Oliver – was virtually unblockable, and he was getting double teamed, and they neither guy almost got a hand on it. It was a, it was a pretty amazing pl a handful of plays that he put together today. He was on the podium earlier this week, and reporters reporters asked Ed Oliver, you know, how has your season gone so far? And he goes, I need to get me a sack. Yeah. He hasn't had a sack, but he's had such a strong presence on the defensive line. Coach McDermott is available, so we're going to send it over to him to hear what he thought of his team's performance today. Sean, when you guys learned this morning that Star was going to be out, uh, what was that process like? And did it add any extra chaos to the morning, like <laughs> right before a game like that? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Um, you know, it's interesting. Last year we tested every, you know, every day, and I don't think we ended up having – any positives on game day. We had quite a few of ours last year, the day before the game, day before the trip, or the day of the trip. Uh, but first time in my recollection that I can remember having one on, on game day, the morning of. So, um, you know, we hope he, Star gets better and and um, and, and quickly. Um, not ideal, but I'm real proud of the way the guys responded. Uh, the defensive line, the defense, uh, everyone, the staff uh, went into action. Um, pretty swift, swiftly there. Kevin Megank, Nate Bresky, Brandon Bean, um, all the people that helped out did a great job. Sean, you were pretty open about needing a running game. Did you feel like you challenged your offense? And if so, were you pretty happy with how they responded? Yeah, today? I thought Brian Dable called a great game. I really did. Um, and uh, changed the look, you know, enough and changed the profile of the offense. And and uh, I thought that was, that was well executed and uh, good to get Steph going there and um, he gives us a ton of energy, you know. So. so many big offensive games over the last couple of years, but this kind of game, when you're running it and you keep doing it, what does what's that do for a team? Well, just ask an offensive lineman what that does, right? Um, it's it's good for all of us. It's good for the entire football team, um, you know. And it was fun to watch. It really was, you know. Uh, backs making the running backs making plays, um, offensive line helping us make plays in the running game. And then getting the ball up in the air a couple of times to some really good receivers, you know, and then hitting the tight ends. I mean, it was a good, good game plan, as I said, by the offensive staff and Brian. And, and then Brian went and called a heck of a game. Do you remember a game when every starting member of the secondary had a takeaway? Do you remember anything like that? I don't know. They probably know those guys in there. Um, but yeah, just uh, you know, I thought the one that Trey got was high level, high level stuff there in terms of uh, really just playing. You know his role in the defense, uh, doing his job, and and uh, being where he was supposed to be, and uh, and that's always when you when you do that, and you see the execution, that's always fun to watch. I had mentioned that you know there's you know doesn't seem whatever he does, it's like he's almost at the sack week after week after week. He's been joking with Trey this week about it. 
How much have you been impressed with the way that he's played, even though that sack maybe hasn't come yet? You talking about Ed? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, very, very happy with the way he's developing um, with room to go still. And and I think he senses that. He's, seen, he's seeing the fruits of his labor, the fruits of his approach, and the work that he's putting in. Um, he's seeing it pay off. And... Uh, you know, when you're bringing a young player along, that's 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 exciting and um, uh, fun to watch at the same time. Sean, how much did the you know the experience of last week, uh, the week of preparation, um, whatever went on internally, how how did all that kind of translate into what we saw in the field today, particularly on the offensive? Well, I mean, I you know those are it wasn't just those conversations weren't just specific to one side of the ball. Or the other it was it was our entire team. And um, I really appreciate the leadership on our football team. Um, I thought they did a great job this week uh, leading uh, at that level. And, uh, and that's great. It's, that's, uh, that's a big part of it. Uh, we need that every week moving forward. And so um, I just think, you know, at the end of the day, you, you try and define the reality of our situation and where we were and how we got there and where, where we need to go and what the vision is going forward. And... Um, some of those are encouraging conversations. Some are, um, you know, matter-of-fact and truth-filled conversations. And, and, and so I think that's, that's the right balance. Sean, you mentioned Stephon Diggs and the energy he brings to the offense. Um, just kind of follow up on that. Um, when he gets going like he did today, how much does that put the other team's defense really on their heels? Yeah, well, um, probably a better question for them, honestly, Josh. But, uh, I mean, he's, he's an elite receiver for a reason. And, uh, and let, let's not forget about uh, E on the other side and, and what Cole did in the game. And, and then you bring Isaiah in and Gabe. I mean, that was, that was again, fun to watch. All, you know, five guys. Maybe there was more. Um, but I thought Gabe Davis made some huge plays for us as well. Your defense is, I'm sorry, your, your, your defense is allowed six points in the first quarter all season. What is it about when you guys come out of the locker room to start a game about kind of putting your fingerprint on things right away? Uh, again, I think they give the defensive staff credit. Leslie Frazier has them ready to go. Um, they come up with a good plan, and, and the players seem to understand the plan early in the game, which is which is critical to play well early in the football game. So, um, but again, it's it's all three phases working together because some of those are hey, uh, offense is possessing the football, you know, or today you saw the defense go three and out field position, I think another three and out or a takeaway field position. So that complimentary piece has to continue to, to, to thrive for us. What changed for you guys with AJ replacing Tremaine? Um, I don't think much, really, just in terms of the way we called the game, the way we shaped the game plan. Listen, we, we need and want Tremaine out there. He's, a, he's one of our leaders, one of our captains, and, <clears throat> and has played a lot of good football for us this season. So... Um, you know, I think what you saw out there was A.J., a lot of trust and faith in A.J., and he's a good football player. John, obviously you guys put Spencer Brown into the lineup for a reason when you did. What did you maybe miss when the last couple of weeks when he was out? And I know you like to watch the film on O-linemen, but, you know, can you give an early assessment maybe of what you thought you had today? Well, I, just can, I can tell you, Jay, that um, I, sense, I sensed a, an intensity and an energy from him, um, you know, and, and that's as best I can tell you right now. And then we ran the ball, I thought, effectively, in particular in the second half, mostly, I think, in the third quarter. Um, so, um, again, a young player, let's not, let's not put him in the, in the Hall of Fame yet, okay? Uh, please help me with that. Um, 
he, he's a young player that, that has to continue to learn what it takes to play in this league, and he knows that. And um, that humble and hungry approach, man, is, is real, and we need to carry that forward uh, next week. So. Gold Jackets, Matt Breida. Um, uh, had a really good game. You know, a guy that hasn't seen a lot of playing time this year. What, what did you see from him? Yeah, um, it gave us a spark, I felt. Um, you know, I thought the receivers, what I could tell, blocked well, too. You know, on the perimeter, some of those perimeter runs uh, that we had spread throughout the backs. Um, you know, that, that takes wide receivers blocking, which to me is a very unselfish uh, trait. And uh, that will go a long way for our team and, and getting Matt in some of those runs and, and giving us a spark like he did. Um, got to do a better job protecting the ball. Um, so that's I didn't like the way we finished the game. Um, so we'll work on that next week. Sean, how much had you planned on using Breda independent of uh, Moss's situation with his injury? Meaning did, how much did that weigh in into whether or not Breda dressed today or how much yeah. did you Yeah, he, I mean, he was going to be in the plan. It was just a matter of how much. So at the end of the day, it was – He's up. He's he's active for the game, and and um, you know again I thought Dave's caught a caught a great game in terms of getting him the ball in different ways. So um, you know so he was in the, he was in the game plan. Even though just one catch, uh, Dawson Knox's influence just being on the field as somebody that the Jets have to worry about. Well, yeah. What do you what did you see? From yeah, that? I mean he completes our offense just in terms of his role and what he means to Josh and. Um, love his unselfish approach as well. He's he's one of the guys that is well liked, you know, um, on offense, defense, and special teams because of the energy he brings, and not only the player he is, but the energy he brings, and and how uh, unselfish he is in his approach. I saw Isaiah coming right before the game, kind of gather up the receivers and gave some type of speech. How much has he evolved as a leader? I mean, we think of him as that the jokester, right? Isaiah McKenzie. Isaiah McKenzie, yeah. Um, but how much has he evolved as kind of a leader, as a guy in the room that you know has the respect of his teammates? Yeah, I mean, we've got him what f- from uh, Denver three years ago now. Um, was it off on waivers or no? Yeah, yeah. Practice. practice squad. And I mean, you look at how far he has come as a person. He's always been a, a good person, but just how far he's come in his maturity, um, how he's developed off the field, and then how, how he's you know developed on the field. And um, I'm just extremely proud of him. I really am. I mean, it's uh, you love when you see a, a, a person like that have success. I mean, he's he, um, he's part of the reason why we are who we are, uh, just in terms of his story. You guys should, you know, look into his story a little deeper. I mean, he's he's come from, he hasn't come from much, uh, but he's offered so much to our football team. Is he, did he come out okay? I, he was banged up at the uh, end there. Yeah, I haven't talked to Nate. I believe so. Gotcha. So we're talking about intensity from you know whether it be McKenzie here or that anecdote or Spencer Brown, all the different things. It's hard. You can't manufacture it, but what did you try to do? in the week leading up to this game after what happened last Sunday in terms of you know, trying to get these guys to flip that switch. There is such a thing. I mean, I know that in the sports psychology of it, you, you think about that a lot. I, what about that that aspect of, of the approach? Yeah, I just felt, Tim, that, that really they did it. You know, it wasn't anything I did. They did it. And it was led by the leaders. So, Sean, you fared well in the red zone today. How encouraging was that, your success? That's big. Line? Yeah, it's big. you got to do that. You know, I thought we struggled... I think we had another opportunity or two in the first first quarter, maybe, to go up um, in a, with a wider margin at that point. Um, but 
Um, you know, so red zone plays an important role every week, and I was glad to see us do what we did this week. How much do you think Isaiah can help you in that regard? You saw what he did on the jet sweep. Is that something you, you want to see more of maybe? Uh, I mean, you know, it's just, again, that's that was great game planning by, by uh, the offensive staff. So um, whatever the situation calls for, whatever they think is the right uh, formula, that's what they're going to do. That's what Micah and Jordan mean for this team, not only their play on the field, but yeah. their leadership. Yeah, huge, huge uh, for me, for our team. I mean, every ship needs a rudder, right, in terms of uh, to steer it where it needs to be, where it needs to go. And, and those guys do a phenomenal job, um, as well as some others here for us and for me. So it, it certainly helps out a lot. All right, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Sean McDermott's press conference is brought to you by Highmark Blue Cross Blue Shield of Western New York, the official health plan of the Buffalo Bills. Sean McDermott said multiple times that he was proud of the game that his offensive coordinator, Brian Dayball, called. What type of game did he call, and how was it different from last week with the use of play action? Well, the, early on, it was a little bit different, like we've been talking about. Josh was under center, they, and they used some heavier personnel, a couple of tight ends in the green, or, and they used the fullback as well with Reggie Gilliam being activated, five running backs activated, three or four running backs, and Reggie Gilliam, the fullback and the tight ends. Uh, they got all those guys involved in the running game right off the bat, went heavy, and it worked. Uh, they put Josh Allen under center. They forced the Jets to say, all right, they, they might turn around and hand this off. That helped. And the fact that at the end of it, of course, the Bills had a lead early on, and they never relinquished the lead. They, were ne they never trailed in this game. But their ability to balance the run, and I think that goes towards people saying, hey, what's he doing? He throws the ball too much. They throw, they do what everyone, ever, whatever down and distance, whatever play selection they have to be looking at right then, they run the play that gives them the best chance. A lot of times it's a passing play. But when they get into a game like this, 24 runnings, rushing plays, only 28 passing plays, two punts. That's your 54 offensive plays. Pretty physical day for the Buffalo Bills. And that's what Sean McDermott was asking for. He said this team needs to be more physical, and they were able to do that on offense in this game. This is a team that when they need to run the ball, they have to be effective. They don't need to run the ball all the time, but when they do it, Good teams in the playoffs know how to run the ball. And to be able to see this team do that today, to average 5.8 yards per attempt, they're just talking about the running backs, that is good for the future of the Buffalo Bills when we get into December and January and hopefully February as well. But Josh Allen and Matt Burita are on the podium. Podium, let's send it to them. Obviously a big game for this guy sitting next to you. Uh, what did he bring? Uh, Sean added, he, he added a spark. But what from your advantage point, what did he bring today? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I alluded to this earlier um, on Wednesday. It's the game-breaking speed. Uh, he's able to make one cut and go. Um, you see it in the passing game, too. He's on that first drive, saw saw what I saw, darted upfield, and uh, we were on the same page there. So, again, uh, and this is a guy that hasn't had many opportunities throughout the year, um, and he made the most of it today. It was good to see. Matt, how hard is it to stay patient? while you're waiting for your for your chance uh it's extremely hard but honestly with this team it makes it kind of easy because like a lot of you know we're not worried about touchdowns or stats or nothing like that we're just worried about winning and then we have guys josh leading you like that every day man it makes it easy to come into work you know um of course you want to be up every week but at the end of the day you got to do what's best for the team josh, josh was, that the, uh, was that the exact same play to Diggs? uh when he was the first one it looked like you caught it but then they rolled him out and then you went back to him was that the exact same play yeah i mean i just we saw the matchup we liked it um just a little communication to 
to run a fade and give him a chance. And that's all I all I really can do with him. Just give him a chance, and he's more than likely to come down with it. He had an amazing game today. Um, on that, on another note, I mean, I think all of our DBs had some sort of uh, turnover today. So that was that was awesome to see. Our defense just continues to play lights out. Uh, it makes it easy for us to go out there and, you know, three and out opening drive. We go down and score. It's complimentary football. Um, you know, the Jets' offense scored, I believe, on two turnovers from me and Matt. So that's something that we still need to clean up and learn from. And as we go forward, we're going to continue to, to make that an emphasis and uh, focus on ball, ball security. So how did the experience of last week, uh, the week of preparation, uh, Sean talked about internal leadership being vital in that. How did that all translate onto the field? Yeah, I mean, um, preparation, just a really good week of practice. Uh, got some true veteran guys, true professional football players that care about each other. Uh, care about their craft, and that's just one thing that we're not going to do as a team is ride this roller coaster. On we're the worst team to ever play, now we're the best team to ever play. Like we're gonna we're gonna stay consistent and steady and come into work each and every day, and again try to put our best foot forward uh, every Sunday, Monday, or Thursday of which we play. And um, as we continue to go forward, that's all we can do. Let's try to stack wins, but that week is the biggest week. You know, I was trying to go one and zero each week, and uh, again we had a, a really tough opponent this next week in Indianapolis coming. Uh, I think to Buffalo, and uh, they're playing really good football right now. So uh, we got to have a good week and, and try to go execute. Josh, everyone on your secondary came away with a takeaway. All three of your running backs scored. How much fun is it when everyone's getting involved like that? And how critical is that to your guys' success? That energy that you guys bring. It didn't seem like you had it last week. You had it this week. How important is that to your success? I mean, I think it's extremely vital. Um, again, I. Rushing touchdowns, the the running backs love it, but not only that, the old linemen love that. You know, that's that's a stat that they can take pride in. Um, so when we get that going, you know, teams just have to focus on on a multitude of things. And I think we're pretty balanced today in our attack, whether it be rushing or passing. I think we did a good job with that. Uh, again, some things like we, like I said earlier, we can clean up the, the ball security issues and, and being smart with the football, things of that nature. But again, our guys came out ready to play, and um, that's a that's a week we needed. And again, we got to continue to improve and focus on uh, what's going to help us in the long run. You got you got some guys back. How much did their return to the lineup help you guys? Uh, I mean, a lot. You know, having Spencer back, I'm uh, assuming who you're talking about. Um, you know, he he provides some toughness for us there, and um, you know, guys they play really well together, and they, they had a really good day today. Josh, when the defense is rolling like that, how much pressure does that kind of take off you guys collectively as an offense? Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of stats out there. Um, in the league, but I think the one constant one that continues to, to show each and every week is the turnover differential, um, especially under Coach McDermott. You know, I think Dave's alluded to it earlier this year. When we don't turn the ball over, you know, we're we're damn damn hard team to beat. Um, so again, that's got to be a point of emphasis of making sure we're taking care of the football through the air and through the ground. And um, you know, that's just something that we had to continue to work on. Matt, can you take us through that first touchdown? Uh, yeah, you know, um, actually, you know, I converted that route. Um, and once again, that goes to Josh and just me working with him, um, you know, during the offseason and OTAs. And then, you know, um, during the season, you know, me and him just, you know, we think a lot alike, you know, and I just seen that, you know, they were doubling digs on that. So I decided to take off. And, you know, he's, he's a playmaker. He's probably the best quarterback in the NFL, I mean, to all of us, you know what I mean? So um, we just read each other the same. And, you know, he just looked at me and we were on the same page and he just hit me. How tough is it to stay that ready? I mean, you didn't have a lot of snaps on offense the whole time. Here you are in a big game, you know, getting a lot of opportunities. How difficult is that? I mean, you got to be a pro. You know, that's what this league's about. Um, and when you get your opportunity, you got to make the most of it. 
And like I said, when you have guys on the team that, you know, are on the same page every day, we're not worried about touchdowns or we're worried about wins. You know what I mean? We have a, a bigger goal in mind. So it just makes it easier. And uh, like I said, you just got to be a pro about it. Josh Stefan was involved really early and, and quite often. Um, when you guys start flowing like that, how easy is it just to find him on a consistent basis? Maybe not easy is the right word, but. Yeah. Uh, no, it it does make it easy to throw to the guy like that. Uh, he works his tail off in practice. He does the right things. Uh, he's a captain for a reason. Um, and, again, we haven't given him that much opportunity to be involved in our offense. I know throughout the year he's, he's had a few games where he's eclipsed 100, but, like, the point of emphasis this week was, like, let's let's get him the ball as early and often as possible. And he, he made some unbelievable plays today, some off-the-cusp plays, um, that one right before the half, that the long one, the 50-yard or whatever it was. Uh, that was just something he saw and he, he took off. And, again, Going back to last year, that's just kind of how we were. We saw the same thing. He would make a play, and I'd just give him a chance for it. And, um, you know, the more opportunities that we give him, the happier we're probably going to be because he just continues to make play after play. Matt, as difficult as it is to remain patient, you've more or less been in this type of role your entire career. How comfortable are you in this role, and how much did that prepare you for, for your big moment today? Um, like, I, like I said before, man, I'm just being a pro about it, and – um, like you said, my whole career, I've always been doubted, you know what I mean? So it's nothing new to me ever since I, even I was a kid, you know what I mean? So um, I just look at it every day, going with a chip on my shoulder and, you know, just want to, you know, do the best I can for the, for these guys, you know what I mean? They believe in me and, um, you know, they gave me a chance today and I was able to make the most of my opportunity. And um, all my teammates, you know, contributed to that. So um, it's all to that. The quarterback press conference is brought to you by Lombardo Funeral Home. Proud sponsor of the Buffalo Bills. There's a lot of great stats to come out of this game. A couple other ones that we haven't mentioned as we close out the show. The Bills averaged 9.1 yards per play. They were 6 of 7 in the red zone. And I think my favorite thing of the day, the Bills scored on their first drive of the game. They scored right before the half with less than a minute to go. And then they scored coming out of the locker room on their first drive in the third quarter. They went on to then score three straight touchdowns after that first drive in the third quarter. That's what you need from this offense. It's become a little bit. Uh, not to say predictable, but that's become their identity in these games. And these games have kind of unfolded in the same way. You think back to the Miami Dolphins game three games ago, where they came out three to three or six to six at halftime, and they came out and, and lengthened their lead, and they beat them by 15 points. Um, this team, and it's a credit to not just the players, but I think the coaching staff for getting a handle on what they're looking at as a strategy from their opponent, getting out ahead of it, and coming back with some adjustments in the second half and series to series to give the Bills a chance to stay on the field offensively and shut them down defensively. I think this happens on both sides of the ball. Josh said it. When the Bills don't turn it over, they're really difficult to beat. And you look over their last 20 games or so, I think they're like 16 and 4 or 16 and maybe 17 and 5 now or something. Their, their total losses are by less than 16 points combined. They don't ever get blown out. Uh, their point differential is huge, and if you get this team up on, if you get up, if this team gets up on you, it's a hole a lot of teams just don't have the firepower to dig out of. 
Yeah, they lead the NFL in turnover differential with plus 11. That's a really important stat when you look at wins versus losses is how is your team doing in that category. And next week, it's not going to get any easier for the Buffalo Bills. They're coming back home, but they're going to play the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Frank Reich coming back to Buffalo. Always good to welcome Frank uh, back here. But the Colts have, have gotten a little bit hot as of late, so it'll be another tough game for the Buffalo Bills as we inch closer towards that Thanksgiving game against the Saints but that's going to do it for us if you guys want more highlights more analysis and more post-game sound make sure you head to MSG at 11:30, where we will break it all down for you for Steve Tasker I'm Maddie Glab we'll see you next week